Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cacall. As always, it is my honor, it is my pleasure to be able to come on once again, share some tips and some tools with you guys that I know will assist you in becoming a better you. Listen, I am so excited about this podcast. This is the recap of 2021. And we are going to talk, we're going to share, we're going to inform, we're going to encourage on today. I have a lot of facts that I want to share with you guys um, regarding some things that we've had to deal with um, in 2021 and that we are continuing to deal with as we face 2022. And so you all know right off the bat, one of the biggest things that we're dealing with right now is coronavirus and the different variants of this uh this virus i want to share some things that i learned about it um just for you know information and purposes to inform you because that's what i do i want you to be informed i want you to be uh enlightened so you can make uh good healthy decisions for yourself and for your family um this is something that we have been battling for what, two years now, actually starting at the end of 2019 here in the United States. Um, And so here we are going to 2022 and we're still talking about it because it has not gone anywhere. It has just, it has just constantly mutated and changed in different forms. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, as usual, um, our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health. We're going to talk about uh, our perspectives and how we handle all these different things that's going on in our society, in our country, and in our world right now. How do we handle this? How do we, how do we uh, face this? We're going to talk about that today um, as we recap the year 2021. So let me just give you a, a heads up. The first part of this podcast, we're literally going to just deal with facts. We're going to talk about statistics. We're going to talk about even crime that's going on nationwide, you know, certain types of crimes. And, and a question that I've, I've had, which is why, why is this particular type of crime, um, so high, you know? And so we're going to kind of talk about other people's, um, thoughts, um, as to why, you know, reasons that are out there as to why. So we're going to address some of these things because these are the things that are, that has happened in 2021 and that um was just highlighted it's just certain things that happened in 2021 that was just highlighted you guys know that i do not deal very much with um political views or perspectives on this podcast because i try to keep it um as far as being empowering um and, and informational and inspiring so we don't really have politics a lot but um Today, we might touch a little bit on these things just so that we can get some information out. But once again, we will keep it happy. We will keep it positive because that's what we do. I mean, we have the news. So that's what they do. Tell us all of the political, you know, uh, platforms and views and information. So, you know, we get down the news. We don't need to hear that today on Renewed My Revolution podcast. But for informational purposes, we will touch on that as well. So look, I am excited once again to be able to close out uh, 2021 with you guys. Um, If you're just listening to this, whatever time frame that you're listening to this, this is the last week for me 
for 2021. So we are actually um, going to be celebrating the New Year's this weekend. So today is Tuesday. And so on Friday is New Year's Eve, and we will be celebrating until 2022. And I said celebrating, and I mean that. Um, because any chance and any opportunity, any moment that we're able to, uh, you know, you know, experience a new year, it to me, it always means a new opportunity. So as long as I am able to open my eyes on New Year's Day, that that is my opportunity. That is my new chance. That is my my moment to uh, start the things that I put off and start a new, start afresh, and hit some of those goals and 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 you know fulfill some of these uh, dreams that I have and and um, goals and you know uh, put things into proper perspective. So I I don't want you to um, get into uh, depression or in a somber mood because of, you know, our country and our world right now shutting things back down and maybe not able to celebrate the way you used to celebrate or new mandates being, being put into place. And because we said from the very beginning, we know that we're going to have to be able to adjust to the new norm, right? The new norm. And so, um, you know, every now and then when I'm out, um, you know, in public um, and I, and I put my mask on, you know, it, it hits me like every now and then it just hits me how different, you know, the world is now, how the, you know, the fact is that everywhere I go, um, everything that I do in public has to be uh, with, you know, a mask on. And so these are things that, you know, three years ago, I didn't, I, I would never thought that I would be dealing with or that, you know, I would see like all the time, but this is our new norm. And so we are, we are designed to adapt, believe it or not. We are designed and created to adjust and adapt and, and conform and move on. I mean, we are created by our creator to be able to do that. And um, that's why we talk about renewed mind. I mean, we just got to undo some of the things that we are so used to doing and conform to, you know, where we are right now. And where we are right now is in the middle of a, a pandemic that has lasted longer than any of us wanted it to last. I won't say that I didn't expect it to last this long because I would be lying. Um, I actually, you know, did see it going as long as it has. Um, but did we want it? Absolutely not. Um, can we personally just change this? Absolutely not. So what do we do? We do what is best to protect ourselves, protect others around us and our loved ones and make sure that we are being a part of the solution and not the problem. So now that I'm off of that, let's get into it. We are going to talk about uh, COVID. OK, we're going to talk about COVID and we're going to talk about uh, because this is the recap for 2021. We're going to talk about. Uh, the different variants, right? Um, and 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 that was something that um, a lot of people are having a hard hard time understanding that you know this virus is constantly mutating. It's constantly mutating, and and it's 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 something for us to you know try to understand because some of us think that there are maybe three or four, but there are many um, that are out there. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So. <clears throat> COVID-19 variants, the viruses constantly change through mutation. And sometimes these mutations result in a new variant of that virus. And that's what we're seeing right now. 
Um, some variants emerge and disappear while others persist. Okay, new variants will continue to emerge. Okay, coronavirus didn't just pop up recently. Okay, it is a uh, um, there are a large family of viruses that have been around for a long time. So let's let's first kick the the idea of oh this is a brand new uh, virus that you know where, where does this come from? Okay, so let's let's kick that out. Okay, um, although we might have you know just heard it in 2019 2020 in a major platform way coronavirus has been around for a while um, many of them can cause a variety of illnesses from a mild cough to severe respiratory illnesses um, the new or novel coronavirus that causes COVID-19 is one of several known to affect humans it's probably been around for some time in animals, okay? And so that's why we know that when coronavirus first came out, people were, uh, you know, connecting it to, what was it, chickens? And, you know, so they connected it to animals first, right? Sometimes a virus in animals crosses over into people. That's what scientists think happened here when we're talking about coronavirus. So this virus isn't new to the world. Now, let me emphasize that. It's not new, but it is new to humans, okay? And that's the dilemma. It's not new to the world, but it's new to humans, okay? And that's what that's what the issue has been, that it's new to, uh, to humans. Um, when scientists found out that it was making people sick, and as I stated, this happened around 2019, for sure, the end of 2019, they named it as a novel coronavirus. Experts call these strains SARS, S-A-R-S-C-O-V-2. Now, we heard of SARS before. This is not a new uh, terminology for us, SARS. We've heard this before. Okay, so now, right now, um, in this particular well, couple of weeks, we've been looking at the um, Omicron, right? The Omicron variant. Okay, so this new variant was first detected in specimens collected on November 11, 2021, okay, in Botswana. Experts in South Africa first reported the Omicron variant to the uh, World Health Organization on November 24, 2021. They discovered that this variant of COVID-19 um, infection suddenly began to go up, okay, um, the World Health Organization, we're just going to call it WHO, okay? So when you hear me say WHO, we're talking about the World Health Organization. The World, uh, the World Health Organization grouped Omicron as a variant of concern. This category means the variant might have a higher transmissibility, uh, cause more intense disease, and may be less likely to respond to vaccines or treatments, but researchers need more information to confirm these factors. So um, the first thing that they notice about the Omicron is that it was uh, easily transmitted, okay? Easily transmitted. And so that's what we're seeing now. I know for sure where I am um, in uh, Illinois, um, we're seeing that there are so many people who are sick. 
their hospitals once again are filling up and this is with that variant so it's it's easier transmitted than the others so far is what they're no they're noticing early evidence suggests that the omicron variant causes a higher risk of reinfection compared to the other variants according to research breakthrough infections are possible with the omicron variant even if you're fully vaccinated so even those who are fully vaccinated you know can get this but the thing is what they're saying is um those who are uh who receive the vaccination and boosters um you know it still keeps them from going to the hospital it still keeps them from allowing this uh variant to be to make them um more likely to you know die or have severe symptoms of this variant so those who are not vaccinated and this is just what statistics are showing us and that they're telling us um that those who are not vaccinated um and those who are not you know who who haven't got vaccinated booster shots or anything just haven't done anything um these are the people that they're seeing most mostly in the hospital and these are health care professionals these are people who are in there who are telling us this um that it's moving fast it's moving faster than any of the other ones and the symptoms um uh are are more severe than those who are vaccinated so those who are vaccinated are not filling up the hospitals they are not the ones who are experiencing the uh you know extreme uh symptoms of the illness they are not the ones who are dying so this is what this is what the healthcare professionals are telling us okay so it's not about speculation it's not about assumptions it's not about our own personal ideology we're looking at the statistics we're looking at the facts we're looking at those who are working in this field and those who are seeing this every day okay um early evidence suggests that omicron variant causes a higher risk of reinfection compared to the other variants according to research breakthrough infections are possible with the omicron variant even if you're fully vaccinated so you know we talked about that and we talked about the fact that you know once again those who are receiving the vaccinations are not in the are not the ones who are you know taking up the space in the hospitals um the omicron variant is now the dominant strain in the u.s okay that's what we're looking at experts are keeping a close eye on how this variant spreads or develops now before i get into naming some of the other coronavirus mutations so we can get a better understanding um, i want to say this and I, i've seen this in my local news i've seen this in my national news because we're recapping 2021 here's my here's my perspective um, a lot of people are getting frustrated and they are uh reading this this concern of some type of conspiracy and, and all this and the reason they're doing this is because they're seeing uh you know the local government and the in our nation you know and the world government kind of be wishy-washy um in, in 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 the things that they're saying regarding this virus now let me tell you why they're doing that because they don't know everything you know um this is something that although it has been around for years as we just learned it was in animals 
And so this is something that it has now hit humans. And so you have people who are people. We we talk about this all the time. People are flawed. They're not perfect. No matter how smart they are, no matter how educated they are, no matter what they have, many degrees, right? They're still flawed. They're learning. They're not perfect. They're not God, right? So they're sitting here and they're trying to get information, right? Study this information and put out what is best for that moment. And when something else comes, hear me clearly, people. This is this is this is just common sense. This is wisdom. This is whatever you want to call it today. When they get more information, they change whatever they put out before if it's necessary because now they have more research. They can't sit back and wait a year to put out things. They can't because people are dying. They're dying rapidly dying rapidly and 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 so in order for them to to save as many people as they can to prevent you know the population from being just you know demolished and going down and families suffering and 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 and, and our economy suffering and people can't go to work and all these things i mean because they're sick and, and hospitals being overwhelmed in order for them to do that they have to put out the, these extreme measures at first, extreme measures, in order to, to attempt, and it's not even a guarantee, but attempt to control something. They're attempting to control it. And once they find out more information, they come and adjust that. And a perfect example of that is right now the CDC at one point was telling people you need a recovery time of 14 days. If you say you've been exposed, you need 14 days before you have to go back to the workforce. Now they're changing that. You think they're just changing that because, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they need you to, you know, to, to go to work. Why would they do that? That would be defeating the purpose to put you into an environment to make other people sick. But no, what they have been realizing over time is, hey, if you if you if you have been exposed um, you know, you don't need the whole 14 days. Go back, get that test, see if it's negative, give yourself seven days. If it's still negative, let's go to work, you know. So they, they have adjusted. They have adjusted every month, every two weeks, every six months, whatever time frame they have, whatever new information they get, whatever new, um, you know, research they get, they are trying. They are trying to... Uh, keep up. They're trying to adjust. They're trying to put in mandates that's going to protect us. And, and, you know, and to me, what's, what's heartbreaking, what's heartbreaking is for us to not see that, to not see that they are trying. They're not perfect. They are, they have never came, you know, on the stage and said, we know everything because they would be lying if they did. Because no one knows everything, but they have been sharing with us, this is something new. This is something new. Okay, this is what we've learned. This is what we learned. And me saying this is not taking any sides. Trust me, I'm not. This is just the obvious for me. Is that, and I, it has been the obvious for me from day one, is that they did not know what to do. And so they were learning and they were growing and they were, um, the more that they learn, the more that they grow, the more they can you know, tell the people and the more they can, you know, share with the people. But then you, you know, you, you have those who 
are adamant about, you know, things being a conspiracy and, 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 you know, there's a setup and some of the things that, you know, that I've heard, you know, it's just really mind blowing to me, especially from the church. Just, you know, I'm a church girl. So some of the positions that I've heard from the church has been very devastating for me to hear the ignorance, the ignorance that I've heard. Um, and, and one thing that I'm going to say this, but I'm not going to stay on it. But people telling people that you're taking the mark of the, the beast and, and all these things in, in that way. You know, they're putting things in you that's going to change, you know, you and, um, you know, at first you tell people to make them zombies and um, make men not be able to have bait, you know, to impregnate a woman and because it messed with their sperm count. Okay, it, it's it's been a lot of, of stuff out there. And once again, sometimes people have said this, I get because of them seeing how unsure, you know, the local government, the government has been on this virus. But then again, some of it just been because people just don't know. And you know, what's amazing to me is that what you don't know, you have a responsibility and an obligation to research and learn and not just share and say things because that's what you just, you know, personally feel or personally think. But research, like look into it before you start talking. It's absolutely absurd to me. My mother is, um, she just made 77. And um, when we first start talking about this, and I really want to get my mother um, to you guys, if I can't get at the end of this year, to get her to talk to you guys by the beginning of next year. When we first talked about this um this this vaccination and the virus and all these things my mother's been around for a good while and she was saying you know this is you know mandating vaccination is nothing new and i'm like well i know even as a kid you know i had to be vaccinated you know um i have a mark on my arm to this day from being vaccinated my husband you know born in the same time frame has the same mark on his arm and some of us were born in the 70s we have this mark on our arm from the shots that we were given at that time and um these were the shots that you just had to have to make sure you didn't get like measles and and um all these things and it was time when people got shots for polio and you know so she was we, we were talking about this and she would say i don't understand why people are acting like this is something that is new she said things were done you know back in the day to make sure that these uh, viruses did not just overtake the country you know and the only difference thing the only difference about this particular virus is it's not it's just not our, our country this is worldwide which to me will really make you want to do whatever you need to do to protect yourself you know it's, it's not local this is not your country your state we're talking about the whole world is affected by this so once again it's not me pushing my views on anyone it's just the fact that I personally believe that you should get your facts. You know, don't hide behind, you know, religious rhetoric, you know, because some of the things we've been saying in regards to biblical teachings, when it comes to vaccinations and when it comes to this particular vaccination has been truly false. It has been wrong. Go back, research your Bible, research scriptures, research the history of those scriptures. And you realize that what you're telling people and what you're saying is wrong. It's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. It does not line up with scripture. It's not prophetic. It's wrong. <laughs> and before I continue on, um, let me just say this. Um, 
I'm a woman of faith. I'm a woman who, you know, has been blessed from God in so many areas of my life, you know, and I, and I thank him so very much. Um, and so I took my time when it came to this vaccination and when it came to coronavirus, um, learning about it, listening and watching and waiting and not speaking a lot about it. Um, and so I was very careful when it came to my family and, and us protecting ourselves. And I remember, and this is just the, this is the truth. And I don't like putting myself out there like that, but before coronavirus became a big issue, I remember having this dream and in this dream without me giving like all the details, this was like when it first heard, when we first heard the word coronavirus before churches were shut down, before any of those things happened. Um, I remember having this dream about being in, you know, uh, a place where a lot of people who were, uh, like wearing church robes and, um, you know, people who were in the church who were leaving prematurely this world because of coronavirus. And, and I, I made that, I said that earlier on social media, I didn't emphasize on it, but I just said that we need to be very careful how we handled this. And it's to me, it's been very sad because a lot of people who could have been protected um, were listening to people who were telling them things that were wrong, spiritual leaders and spiritual guides that were wrong, telling them things that they should not have been saying to them, which could have cost them and, and did cost people their lives. We lost a lot of uh, people in the church because of the coronavirus. And it did not have to be that way. It did not have to be that way. And so that, that has always been my concern um, when it came to this virus. Um, my family and I, I assured that all of my Family members in my household did get the um, the vaccine, and we will continue to do what we need to do. Um, it wasn't something that I ran to go do, but it was something after meditating, praying about. I talked to the elders, one of them, you know, my mother, who got hers early and went on, you know, with no problems, no complications. Praise God. Um, you know, it was something that I, I wanted to do to protect my family, especially after seeing that dream. And I, it, it breaks my heart, and I feel like I had to say this as we recap 2021, that, you know, the church really needs to repent when it comes to telling people things that was not true, um, telling people that they're going to hell if they get the vaccine, tell people that they're, like, pretty much signed up for Satan if they take the vaccine. Um, you're wrong, you know, and, and, and it's unfortunate that we all have to be accountable for what we do and what we say. Um, especially when it comes to the church, especially for those who are claiming to speak on behalf of the Lord. We all have to meet God one day and we all have to answer for what we do and what we say. And so for those who are doing that, um, you know, we, you know, you're going to have to answer for that. If you have any type of influence over people in a spiritual way, um, you're going to have to answer for that. So my suggestion to those who are listening to me today I'm not telling you what to do at all. I'm just telling you to use wisdom. Don't look to people, you know, you know, such as, you know, people that just because you're going to church, you, you expect them to know everything. They don't. 
their men if they're flawed. And that's not even their area of expertise. You know, get to establish a relationship with God yourself so that he can lead you to make the best decision for yourself and for your family. Now, I want to continue on to uh, talk about 2021 because, you know, I can go all day about that because that's, you guys know that when something really hits my heart, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I'm going to say it. I have to say it. And so that really has bothered me, you know, um, to see so many people lose their parents and their children and their loved ones because of COVID. People who was actually saying COVID didn't even exist. And they were in the church saying this, you know, it's absolutely crazy to me. It's all a fraud. They're just trying to get you guys to do this, do that. Come on now. But we have to, I'm not going to just blame it on those people. I'm going to blame it on, on us because we have to be smart and wise enough not to listen to everything. Like we have our own minds. We have our own thoughts. God has given you a mind to, you know, listen or not listen to someone. So you don't have to listen. You don't have to take that advice. It makes no sense. If it don't line up, if it's not cohesive, don't take the advice. You don't have to do that. Like do your own research. You know, if you don't even trust what I'm saying today, go look, go find out, do what you need to do for yourself and for your family. Cause you guys know that's what I believe in research. I believe in you educating yourselves so that you can make the best decision for yourself and for your family. Now, there are other coronavirus mutations, um, alpha, beta, gamma, mu, R1. I remember my daughter was saying it's like the frats and sororities with these uh, these names. And, you know, it was it was witty, but we know coronavirus is very serious. But, yeah, she had a point. Um Epsilon, Theta, Zeta were at one point listed as variants as well of interest, but they were downgraded by the World Health Organization, um, but they're still being monitored. So there's other variants out there right now that they are monitoring. So, you know, we just have to be on guard about that. And so my my advice before we move on to the next topic of 2021, um, my advice is number one, to do your own research to uh, pray about this, pray about this for yourself and for your family to not, you know, it's hard to say not panic, but don't panic. Um, it's nothing that we personally can change or we can uh, make just go away, but we can uh, protect ourselves. Prayer will give, give you peace, you know, meditation will give you peace about it. Um, and be vigilant in your own way, which means you protect yourself, you educate yourself, you inform yourself. Um, and those are the things that you equip yourself with when we don't know, um, we perish people, you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Right. And it's just not scripture. It's just lack of knowledge. And we see that because people don't know anything. They just start coming up with this irrational thinking and irrational behavior and it causes people to perish. So let's not do that. Let's not do that. Okay. So the next, um, area that I want to hit for 2021 recap in 2021 is the community chaos that we're seeing. Um, and what I'm talking about is our society right now is showing signs of lawless behavior. We're talking robbery. We're talking, uh, carjacking. We're talking smash and grab. We're talking increase, increasing of shootings. So these are things that are going on right now. I mean, at a, at a alarming rate. Right. And so people would love to, to blame, uh, the pandemic on that. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that. 
and um there there is uh definitely something that's going on that's kind of being released into the air <clears throat> but it's not just uh the pandemic let's look at um for those who are not sure about smash and grab what's actually happening here in the united states is that we're seeing you know groups of people going into you know stores and just literally breaking the glass of showcase case glass and just snatching jewelry snatching purses of value um and what that's doing is it's causing these businesses to shut down which is not good for the community or the economy and i don't think people understand that big picture when you're living in a community where you see nothing but board up buildings because the the you know stores refuse to constantly be under threat and lose their products um that's going to affect your community you just uh, the community looks abandoned and so um economically it, it is devastating to the community and and i and you know and it's happening even in here in, in illinois and chicago downtown they hit major uh stores and so this is just they're walking in walking out i mean with guns and moving fast and you know it's, it's at a point right now where a lot of times they're kind of told not to uh address not to be confrontational with the people that are coming in so those even if they're in security they're just there because they're not being confrontational with those they're outnumbered um and it can become dangerous so this is a crazy uh time that we're living in carjackings um, is as of 2021, the American city with the highest number of carjackings is Chicago. This is statistically is Chicago. Chicago been experiencing a surge in carjackings after 2019, and at least 1,415 such crimes took place in the city in 2020. I don't know. I kind of think that number might be higher. Um, in Minneapolis, for example, there were 405 carjackings last year, more than triple the number in 2019. But what's equally disturbing are the ages of the people involved. Some are as young as 12 or 13 or a mixture of teenagers and young adults. Now, let me tell you what some people are thinking. Right? They are thinking the reason that the, this age group is being used to do these carjackings is because they are not penalized. Right? That's what people are saying. This is this. I'm throwing this out here. They're saying, you know, and this has been saying for years that you get the minors to do these type of uh, crimes because they're not going to spend any real time. They're in and out uh, of the system. And so it's fine to get a 12-year-old, 13-year-old to do that. But the issue is <clears throat> getting a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 15-year-old to do this, they are shooting. They are shooting. They're not because, you know, they think this, they treat this like it's a video game. You know, when this first happened, you know, young people around me were saying, you know, hey, they're they're acting like it's a video game. They're getting that from this, and I won't mention the video game, but they're getting that from this video game. And and I and at first I couldn't believe that. You know, I was just thinking that's not possible, is it, to to be acting as you know, they actually said some of the moves that they seen on you know the surveillance surveillance on the news. Hey, that's what they do on this game. That's that's exactly what they do on this game. And so, um, you know, when you get young people to do this thing, maybe they are, maybe they're, they are thinking this like, it's just a game. Um, maybe their senses have been, being dulled down so they don't understand, um, the fact that 
you know, when you are shooting somebody and killing somebody, it affects, you know, their family and it affects, you know, their community and eventually will affect you. Um, I mean, maybe they're not thinking that, but the truth is that statistically the people who are doing this are young adults. We're not talking young, young children and young adults. This is a huge problem. This is not grown people out here carjacking. Okay, these are kids out here carjacking. And so that's a huge problem. And it has to be addressed. addressed. In my opinion, um, once again, my opinion, our judicial system has to do something. Our judicial system has to begin to adjust to this, this change, this change that has been going on. Um, it's not getting better. It's not getting better at all. Now, <clears throat> one of the things that because for those who don't know, I have a criminal law uh, a degree that I received many years ago. Um, I've always uh, was a person who felt like you have to hold the entire family accountable for a minor. And this is what I mean. And I know I'm not going to get a lot of amens or I agree with you for that. That's okay. I'm a big girl. I can handle this. <laughs> um, but I believe that if you have a 12 or 13 year old, 14, 15 year old, 16 year old out here uh, committing major crimes, um, carjackings, shooting, killing. Um, we need to follow that child home and we need to make these parents or whoever the guardians are, um, uh, hold, them, hold them accountable. The reason I'm saying that is because, you know, people will say, I can't control them. They're out of, you know, they're out of order. I don't know where they are. So what are you doing about that? See, if as a parent, we are responsible for the upkeep of our child. We have to make sure that they are fed. We have to make sure they have a roof over their head. We have to make sure that their basic needs are met. Um, if our child is kicked out of our home by us, we they, they come to your house. And did you kick this child out? Because uh, you can't just do that. You can't just throw your kid out on the street and say, I don't want to be bothered with you no more. That's neglect, right? If I don't feed my child... And I don't take care of my child. My child go to school and tell that they're coming for me, right? So you're telling me that I, can, I can't neglect my child in that area, but I can neglect my child and not knowing where they are in the middle of the night. It's, it's, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. You have a 13-year-old. I don't care that it's a male. I don't care. You tell me you don't know where your 13-year-old is at 4 o'clock in the morning. Somebody has to be responsible. And if that household is dysfunctional, if that household is so dysfunctional because the parent is, is maybe on drugs or, or whatever, then, then there are resources that our government have in place that assist that child. You know, that child, you know, you have grandmothers, you have uncles, you have aunts, you have all these other family members that should supposed to step up and help out. But if they cannot... There are still resources. If your child is out of order, you got no control of them, they're doing everything they want, they have resources for that. They have resources for that. But what is not acceptable is just saying as a parent, I don't know what they're doing. They're 13, though. You, they're 12. They're 14. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know where they are. You know, they just do whatever they want to do. They don't listen to me anymore. Really? Really? As a parent? Is that okay? I mean... I cannot lay out a plan right now on this podcast, but we need to start holding them accountable, um, mandating that they get help, mandating that they get 
classes, courses, training. If you don't know what you need to be doing as a parent, um, somebody to show you, somebody to equip you. Please don't tell me, oh, because, you know, you've been unemployed for six months that it's okay for your child to go out there and start robbing. Come on. That's not acceptable. That's that's not acceptable. You know your son and your son or your daughter is bringing in new things into your house that you didn't buy and they don't have a job. That's not acceptable. We're not gonna sit there and tell tell each other that that is okay, that that is acceptable. Now I'm speaking from I'm a parent, so I'm telling you that's not right. Anything that my child brings in the house, I'm saying where did you get that from? Before they had a job, where'd you get that from? Right? Who gave you that? I ask questions, and that's your job. Parenting is not just, you know, uh, procreating. It's not just giving birth. It's not just, see, you know, providing a seed. It's not. It goes way beyond that. And if you don't know that, then somebody needs to teach you that. Somebody needs to share that. Because this is not okay. This is not okay. This is becoming a lawless society. And, it's, you know, and, and unfortunately, it's the young people that are doing that. And I don't blame them all the time. I blame the family. I blame the adults in their life who is not showing them that this is not acceptable. This is not okay. You got young people who have no respect for adults, none whatsoever. Where do you think they got that from? You think they were born that way? Absolutely not. But the environment, the environment, uh, you know, was conducive to them turning out that way. And so we need to get to that, get to the core. And we would love to not blame the parents. We would love to not put that back in the hands of the parents. But you have to. If you have a child and you see your child is exhibiting behavior that is, is dangerous and you ignore it, then you're accountable. Get your child some help. If your child is sad, walking around, depressed for a month and seems suicidal, get your child some help. Don't act surprised if it actually happens because you saw it. We are the first people to come in contact with our children. We see our children more than anybody. So we know when they're behaving in a way that's not right. My children are pretty much almost grown. And I still ask questions as to, are you okay? What's wrong with you today? Are you moody today? What's happening with you today? And I'll keep pushing it. And I'll get on their nerves. because then, Ma, come on, please. No, I'm not. I need to know what's going on with you. You know what you're feeling today. You know what's what, what's happening in your life. So that's what we need to do. You all, I can do a whole podcast on that view because it really disturbs me that you know we have our young people out here just lawless, lawless, absolutely no respect for anybody. I mean, one of the stories that I just um, heard not too long ago. It was an elderly gentleman who was just walking to get a, a newspaper in our, you know, in our local news. Seventy some odd year old man walking to get his newspaper in his own community. Uh, a young guy drove past him, began to shoot out of his car at the older man for no reason. Missed him, missed him. Got out his car to to go straight to him to finish the job. Do you hear what I'm saying? They're killing our, young, our, our our elderly. They're killing our children. Children are killing children. I mean, these are babies who are getting shot. You have four-year-old, three-year-old, two-year-olds with gun wounds. We're not living in a war zone. 
This should not be happening. This should not be acceptable. This should not be ignored. And so, you know, this is something that we're seeing right now. This is something that is frustrating me. Um, another thing that is uh, sh that should be considered by law enforcement um, when it comes to these carjackings is that you all know who who are uh, taking these cars in. You know that there are chop shops. You know, um, go and raid them chop shops. Make it uncomfortable for them. You know, um, we know that a lot of these cars are being stolen, not just for joyriding, but for committing other crimes. You know, so it's even more important that we, you know, get to, you know, uh, locating these cars and locating the individuals that take these cars because they're going to always be attached to more crimes. So, you know, once again, you guys, I can definitely go on and on about that because it really bothers me um, to be able to, you know, be in a store and you're, you're trying to, you know, buy your stuff and, and, and then a bunch of individuals, which are young folk, kids, you know, come in and snatch a bunch of stuff um, and walk out. It's devastating. It's absolutely devastating. And we don't want to live in this type of environment um, or get used to that. Uh, our children are going to school. And they're, they are in an environment where they don't even know if their schoolmate is going to not just bring a gun, but shoot up the school. And let me just say this. It's not, it's political in my own, it is political, but this is my, this is my perspective. I'm ending 2021 telling you how, all how I feel about certain things that have come across. Um, when I heard about the, the last shooting um, here in the United States and the, the uh, prosecutor who decided to charge the parents as well, I was elated. I was so excited. I was so grateful because for the first time, for the first time, somebody stood up and said, wait a minute. Because there were other factors. We know a lot of went on. For those who follow the story, you know there were a lot of things that go on. The parents had been that, that, there that day, you know, uh, meeting with the school in regards to their child's behavior. They told them to take him home. They did not take him home. Um, we know that there were text messages. There were um, conversations prior to this to show that the parents was neglectful in doing their part. And this is what I'm talking about. You have to hold someone besides that child responsible so then when you start making these parents responsible then you're you're gonna see some change some thank you kudos to that prosecutor who stated you know what no we're gonna pull you to you you guys into and i appreciate that because that's what needs to be done more and more you go find these children who are committing these major crimes who think it's a joke they're laughing and you know, stealing and, 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 and acting as if we have no law in our land. You know, this is just do whatever you want to do and there's no accountability. Go to their houses and, and start, when you find that merchandise, when you find that merchandise that's being stored inside that house with that parent, okay, there has to be an accountability. There has to be accountability. Shooting on the rampage, it has to be accountability. Let's follow this, you know, this gun. Follow out, find out. In that case, the young man, um, 
you know, got it from his, his parents, you know, let's find out and hold these people accountable. We have to, because we have to, you know, make sure that we're living in a, in a society where there is accountability. And I think that is something that's missing. People are doing whatever they want to do and there's no accountability. And that's leading to a lawless society. Then my question, you know, to the end is, um, you know, what is the state of the church right now um, in that? And, and, and so, you know, we know that the church has had to make adjustments to uh, regarding, you know, even how they meet. Um, there's been a lot of uh, what uh, online services. Um, but is that enough? You know, what are we doing? What is the church doing as a whole? Um, and should the church be doing more? So I would love to hear your feedback on what you think the church is doing and what the church could be doing more in regards to that. Should the church continue to behave the same way that it has been doing prior to the pandemic? Is that going to work? You know, the same method that you've been using prior to the pandemic, prior to all of this, you know, this uprising and, and panic and lawlessness, anxiety, depression, are you going to still use your same response, your same, you know, MO as a church, or are we going to change as a church? Does the church need to revamp? It's my question. And so um, I would love to hear you give me your view on that. So listen, um, I'm going to sum this up. I'm going to sum this up. I'm going to sum this up. I promise you I will. Um, but I wanted to share something with you. This is something that um, my final words almost, right? My final words based upon, um, you know, a song that my father used to say before pop, before I broadcast, you know, at church years and years and years ago. But my final words is despite the grim outlook of our current situation, um, I'm positioned in hope. You know, I always teach about hope. Because I believe that if we live in a hopeless society, then our society will crash and burn. You have to have hope. So when I think about hope, I think about uh, a, a, a few lines of this song that my father used to sing before I read your uh, podcast. And it says this, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Listen, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood supports me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ, solid rock I stand. All other ground is seeking sand. All other ground is seeking sand. Listen, as I go to face 2022, I'm encouraged. Despite everything that I, sh I share with you that happened in 2021, it was, it was very sad to say. Better yet, for you to hear, but it's a fact. It's what we've been dealing with, it's what we've been facing. And so this is why I do what I do. Because I know that hearing all that and experiencing all that has really broken your heart as it has broken mine many times before. 
But what I don't want it to do is for you to lose hope. I don't want you to lose faith. I want you to know that regardless of what the world goes through, regardless of what we see and what we hear, there is something more to this. There is something bigger than this. There is something greater than this that is here, that is keeping, that's sustaining, that's providing, that is guiding. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I'm not going to trust anything else. I'm not going to depend on anything else or anybody else, but I'm going to depend on him. For those who are listening today, I want to encourage you as you face 2022 to not allow the circumstances or your situation or the circumstance or situation of our country and world today to get you in a place that you should not be. But I want you to, to remember who you are. And whose you are. I want you to know that you are loved, that you are fearfully made, that you are a gift, that your life has meaning, that God has entrusted you to be here in this particular time. All the stuff that I talked about, He entrusted you and me to be a part of that. In some type of way, you and I are a part of that and a part of the the, the healing of that. The, the the light in the darkness of that. See, we're going to be the light in this darkness. You're going to be the light in this. Your testimony, your story is going to be the light in this darkness. You have purpose. And sometimes we think that, you know, something small is not effective. And we talk about this all the time. Whatever you have, even if you think it is small, it is effective. If you can touch one person, if you can help one life, one family is in it's effective and it's empowering and it's inspiring. So as we face 2022, don't be discouraged. Don't be heartbroken. Don't feel like, oh my God, we're going through this again. Don't even speak that. Don't even don't accept that because people are doing that. I don't want to repeat what we've been through again. Please let's not go through all that again. Uh-uh. Don't accept that. Don't don't put that in yourself. Don't don't do that to yourself. But begin to speak life, begin to speak provisions. Today was the word for me today was provisions. And I shared that on my social media play, provisions, because that's what we're going to have, provisions. Come on, somebody. We're going to have provisions. Okay? So I speak grace over you. I speak life over you. I speak hope and provisions over you as you face your 2022, you guys. This will be my uh you know last podcast for 2020 you know 2021 and so i just want to tell you guys thank you so much for listening thank you so much for riding with me on this journey we have been together for a couple of years it's been outstanding it's gotten better and better and better um as i stated hopefully i can will be able to you know bring my mother uh, to you guys for uh, 2022, I wanted to get it for 2021. I don't think that's going to happen. But 2022, we got her. We're going to get her. You know, she has some nuggets. I know you guys are going to appreciate it. And I'm just so grateful for you guys. I pray for your health and your strength, for your family, um, and that you will continue to thrive. 
continue to thrive. You got this. You got this. Listen, it has been outstanding as usual. It's been my pleasure as usual to be able to come on today, share some tips and some tools with you that I know will help you and assist you in becoming a better you. This has been great, you guys. We share some nuggets. We share some tools. We share some tips. We share some facts on today. You can do this. You can do this. Come on. As you go into 2022, celebrate. If it hurts, celebrate. Don't sit and sulk. Don't sit and sulk. Celebrate. Just celebrate. If you by yourself, celebrate you. <laughs> celebrate yourself. Come on, because you've been through it. But you came through it. It didn't stop you. It tried. It gave you everything that it had. But it could not stop stop you it try to break you it try to push you down it try to do everything that it could but it couldn't do it come on somebody it couldn't do it if it could it would have done it but it couldn't come on you got grace you got grace and you got provision and i thank god for you i'm excited about your future i'm excited about what we're going to do in 2022 together this podcast will be bigger and better than ever and i am excited to be able to share that with you. Continue to ride with me as we go to 2022. God bless you guys. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Remember that I love you, but most importantly, God loves you more. God bless.